0: Hey, everybody, welcome to You Were Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me. I'm Father John. I am the executive director at Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. And I'm back again with my sister in Jesus and partner in mission, Mary Guilfoyle. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Father. How are you? That might be the better question. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm at least back on a podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. I've been kind of knocked out the better part of uh, almost three weeks, so apologies to those uh, who like consistency with things like podcast episodes every week. I don't think we've been able to do one for the last two, just because I pretty much didn't have a voice, and I've been more or less in bed for this whole time, so... uh, Well,
1: it's good to hear your voice.
0: Yeah, it's nice to be uh, somewhat in the land of the living. I'm uh, I'm not quite ready to say I'm Lazarus yet, but I'm...
1: (laughs) You're getting, you're more than halfway
0: out of the tomb. That's right, I'm not lying flat in the tomb. So thank you, Jesus. Oh, God bless you. uh, For your grace and your power and for people's prayers. Uh, Yeah, amen. Thank you,
1: everybody, for praying.
0: I think Augustine says in something that he wrote at one point that he was just kind of humbled, awed, amazed when he would stop and think how many people prayed for him by name. And I think when when anybody gets sick, I know you can testify to that when you got really sick um, a number of years ago now, and any of us when we get sick, you know, just to kind of be um, wonderfully bombarded by people who, you know, text or email or leave voicemails uh, and tell you how much they're praying for you and yeah, it's just a great thing. So thanks be to God for the communion of saints that we, we share the friendship. So
1: yeah, amen. nice to be back. So
0: given all that, that was kind of a long-winded introduction. Yeah. I think we're done for the day. Thanks yeah. so much. Have a beautiful week.
1: So we, so I, I'm going to tell you, we have, a, we have a beautiful topic today.
0: Yeah, what is that topic, <laughs> and,
1: and it's make time for beauty Ooh. this week. We're going to have a rich conversation about beauty. So we have a lot to unpack.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Let's pray for it, shall we? Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Father, we thank you for uh, your abundant grace, which is sufficient for all our needs and for your power, which is made perfect in weakness. Lord, we thank you for um, this time right now and for the opportunity to reflect uh, just for a little bit upon the the gift that is beauty. And I pray uh, that you would afford us all not only the opportunity, but um, the desire in these days ahead this week. Uh, to be very intentional about putting before the the eyes that you've given us or into the ears that you've given us or whatever senses uh, that we've been blessed with, the proper objects, truly beautiful things and people to look at and to listen to and to contemplate and to touch and to taste. Lord, bless our conversation May it be a means uh, by which people who are right now restless and anxious are lifted up, and we ask it all in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father John, one of the things that I remember when, um, when, uh, when I've had seasons where I haven't been well is um, we find ourselves on our back oftentimes with a lot of time on our hands, and so we, we oftentimes will try to read as much as we can get our hands on.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's spot on. That actually, that's, that's a great intro to this whole topic. I mean, so for better part of three weeks, I wasn't able to concentrate on much. So I was, you know, being 21st century Americans, what do we do? We put screens in front of ourselves right. to either to watch things or to try to read things. And so I was trying to read things at times, and uh, a lot of what I was reading was the news, which I think we've done like multiple episodes on how we shouldn't read the news. And I just did the lab study as to why we shouldn't. Um,
1: Maybe that's why you were sick for so long. Maybe that's why you you were sick for three weeks because the news made you even sicker. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: I mean, that's exactly what I'd say. I mean, uh, well, it's not exactly what I'd say, but I'd say the, the, uh, how would I describe this? Something like the Mm. aftertaste Mm. of putting in front of my eyes and my mind Mm. On a daily basis, as much news as I did. The aftertaste was um, just, I would say it was ugly. Like that's the experience mm. that I had upon reflection. you know, like you, you'd close the screen and you're like, like what was that all about? Like it was just like i'm I'm just filling my mind with ugliness mm. right now. And um, thankfully, one of the things that somebody sent me, which I was able to waste some time with was, uh, a beautiful address that Pope Benedict gave back in 2009 in the Sistine Chapel uh, on, I think it was the 10th anniversary of a letter.
1: That John Paul wrote. Yeah. Ten years in advance, letter to artists. Yeah, which, which is was one of my fabulous. favorite artists, yeah. or
0: one of my favorite letters rather that uh, Pope John Paul ever wrote. Right. And so it's this beautiful, here's that word again, address to um, not only uh, churchmen and women, uh, but to uh, men and women of, you know, little faith, no faith, um, faiths other than Christianity, who are artists. And so he had gathered them all there just to thank them for the contribution that they make to the world. And that letter um, just stressed again and again, and that address that Pope Benedict gave, the importance of beauty.
1: You know, I love uh, in the first part of this letter, I mean, he acknowledges that not everyone there at that gathering were believers, right? Right. And so he was underscoring the reality that every human person is attracted to beauty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, uh, I mean we, we could talk about all, all the ways that, that, that we're inspired by beauty, but a night sky, you know, a sunset, a sunrise, a, a beautiful, perfect rose, you know, yeah. the most beautiful symphony. Um, the human person is made in such a way to respond to beauty because uh, God is the author. Right. Yeah, I think he
0: says at one point yeah. quotes Plato and just talks about how beauty shocks, mm. which is a beautiful yeah. expression, right? Beauty shocks us. You know, we many of us live in a world, oh. or better, maybe we don't live in a world. We 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 live in such a way that we're often uh, continually putting in front of our senses things which are actually um, not the best things to put in front of our senses. You sure. know, like I remember. Um, I remember somebody uh, reflecting on what's it like to be a cab driver in New York City. And I've never forgot this. It was just a simple comment that he made one time. It's like, all you do all day long, right. Is you live in congested traffic. Noise. Yeah. Yeah, Noise, noise. you know, smells, (laughs) gestures, (laughs) all sorts of things, right. That are less than beautiful. (laughs) Right, And you know, it's, Praise God, you got beautiful people in the car, hopefully, right? But I've never forgotten that. It's just a great image, like someone who lives in that kind of a world, right? You're constantly bombarded. Yeah, and Mm. your senses are barraged by less than beautiful things. Take that, turn it around and go, okay, so wait a minute. Now, God gave us these senses that we have, ears and eyes and um, sense of taste. And those things are given to us so that they will experience beauty, right? Yes. And so how many times do we put in front of our eyes beauty? Or how many times do we make time to listen to beautiful music? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things of that sort, right? Sure.
1: You know, Father John, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, the the example that you just talked about, you know, a cab driver or someone who's, you know, feasting all day every day on technology and the bad news and and the ugliness of this world. And I think what ugliness does is it, is it turns us inward onto our, into ourselves and it can breed um, a hopelessness and a despair. And beauty has, I think the inverse effect on the human person and that it calls us out of ourselves and, and um, makes us more fully alive uh, makes us more real and, in turn, more beautiful ourselves. I mean, I mean, one could, I mean, there's a lot of uh, men and women out there who have said some incredible things about beauty, but, but I, I would argue that beauty could be a remedy for hopelessness.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually one of the things that, if, if Pope uh, Benedict doesn't say it himself, he's quoting somebody who says it. That one of the purposes of beauty is that it awakens from despair. Mm. It, it, you know, it reminds me, I was blessed to live in Rome uh, for a number of years in the early 90s, and I would spend a lot of time in St. Peter's. I lived right next door to it, and that was before he had lines and, you know, 9-11 hadn't happened, and so it was right. easy to get into these spectacular right. places, right? And it was a normal thing for me to just kind of like stand around in St. Peter's and to watch um, pilgrims or visitors or tourists, whatever they might be, walk in the front door of St. Peter's, because as soon as you walk into St. Peter's, if you've never been there, like immediately upon crossing the threshold, you turn to your right and there's the Pieta, you know, Michelangelo's Mm -hmm. stunning Mm -hmm. sculpture of Our Lady holding Jesus coming down from the cross. And so you'd see people leave, it's this great analogy of the world, they'd leave the craziness and the noise and the smells of Rome, they walk into St. Peter's and it's amazingly quiet. Mm-hmm. And then they turn to their right and suddenly their eyes are just like shocked by one of the greatest works of art that's ever been created. And what is it? It's this it's it's not just this beautiful piece of sculpture. It's a beautiful depiction of the most beautiful thing that's ever happened. Right? right? It's a mother holding her son who Mm -hmm. is God, who has, out of love, gone to the cross so as to defeat the powers of sin and death. And so I would just stand there and I'd watch people walk in. Be transformed. And and they'd, you know, they'd be in tears in minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, what be- that's what
1: beauty does. It, it, it's the overwhelming
0: yeah, that is the purpose power of, it, right? of
1: beauty. It awakens you to splendor. And, and, you know, one of the things that we do when we're working with uh, uh, bishops and priests is, is as you preach the kerygma, you break open created. You know, the, the mm. first part of the kerygma, created. And one of the things that you invite us to do is to pray for the grace as you're preaching that before you go, go into that and preach that. You know, we step back and we pray for the grace of wonder. Mm-hmm. And awe, and, and and I would argue that um, in our culture, it would seem like we've lost those two things. We we've lost what you've just described—a uh, sense of wonder and awe, and drinking in splendor. Yeah, and and and, and, and you know, beauty. It's not, not a shocking statement to say that ugliness is the antithesis of beauty. Right. and and unfortunately too, we can become ugly in the way we behave. Yeah. too yeah. right so 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 there's much you could say about that but I think there's something to be said about the fact that beauty helps us recapture wonder
0: yeah so it, you know it recalls the line that many of us are probably familiar with that uh, dostoevsky the great Russian author uh, once wrote that beauty will save the world mm-hmm. and it's it's spot on right because why is that because God is the beautiful one mm-hmm. and and beauty which is to say God has saved the world. But one of the things that it does, one of the things that beauty does within us, as you've just described, is because it awakens wonder, what what it leads to oftentimes is somebody asking the question like, take Michelangelo's Pietà, who made that? Mm-hmm. And so it leads you to ask questions. And so now when you transpose that into bigger things like creation itself, mm-hmm. and you look at the universe, mm-hmm. or you look at a a nova, you know, or you look at um, the ocean or you look at a sunrise over a sunset, it can have the same impact. And you ask the same question, like who made made that? And the answer is, well, God made that.
1: Who paints like that? Yeah. I mean, I I bet
0: I have, there's a place up in uh, the northern part of Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, For any of Mm -hmm. you who live in Michigan or have ever been there, one of the most spectacular places on earth. And I bet I've got at least 250 pictures of sunsets over, like, the same spot. Because, mm-hmm. to your point just now, nobody paints like this. Like, God has a palette that nobody can replicate. Like, you watch the sunset, and it's just, like, jaw-droppingly beautiful. But yeah. the problem is, we don't often make time to watch sunsets, No, right? So that's that's really the theme of this whole,
1: yeah, well, truly uh, this whole op- episode,
0: right? It's just to be intentional in these days, this week, Mindful that so many of us are living in a world which is trapped in ugliness Ugliness. and not a fair amount of despair or a fair amount of despair to make time for beauty um, and to put in front of the senses that God's given us things which are truly beautiful, right?
1: You know, um, one of the things that we're experiencing now in Michigan um, is is the colors are starting to change. Mm Uh, so we're stepping into fall next week. And just uh in, in in my neighborhood, taking a daily walk around our neighborhood and just seeing the change of the hues um, of the sun. It casts a, a different kind of shadow as we enter into, in, into this season. And the fall leaves and the blue sky. And I know it sounds so silly, but but beauty is simple. There's simplicity and beauty, and that's how you know it's true. Uh, because truth is it, just a very, very simple reality. And uh, so just taking a walk and taking taking in just uh, this new season that God is putting in front of us.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's the, the, it's the invitation that I feel like God's given me uh, in these days as I reflect mm-hmm. upon where I've been. And, and I think that we want to issue to other people this week, mm-hmm. right, is, uh, is find ways uh, every day this week to be just very, you know, we use this expression a lot, intentional and deliberate mm-hmm. to um, put before ourselves beauty, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of uh, two, two good brothers, friends of mine. They, uh, they pretty routinely, one of them lives on a lake, and the other one, um, they both go to early morning mass, and the other one uh, lives in a, a beautiful uh, minor basilica parish here in Metro Detroit. And so they'll just send pictures in the morning, as they're driving to church, you know, like I'm in my chapel, so I'm not driving anywhere, but Mm -hmm. they're driving to church. And one of them will send like sunrise over the lake Mm -hmm. and the other will send, you know, like five minutes later, a sunrise coming up over the bell tower of the church. And why do they do that? I mean, they're just stopped, transfixed by the beauty of God's creation. And it means enough for them to stop and send a picture. You know, uh, Father John, I'm
1: (laughs) thinking too of uh, your sister. Um, Mary Kay she actually sent me a picture recently of uh, it was sunset where she lives on this beautiful beautiful expansive property and Venus just right above Mm. this beautiful tree it was just glorious and I said how blessed are you that God has put you in this place that that's your view night after night after night and so just someone like you said sending you a picture like it causes your heart to slow yeah and to take a deeper breath because it is transformative.
0: So let's do that this week. You know, so some of us, maybe not, we don't live on, you know, the back 40 where we've got these beautiful sunrises mm-hmm. or sunsets. We can't do that, but we can it's do something to, to put in front of our eyes or our ears, something beautiful. So I'm, I'm thinking of a line that I heard somebody say once, uh, it's a great expression. He says, you know, there's two doors through which people enter the church or enter into faith. There's the door of truth. And there's the door of beauty. Mm. And he went on to say, like, there was probably a time in history where more people entered through the door of truth. And to be sure, a lot of people enter through the door of truth now. But more people seem to be entering right Mm. now through the door of beauty. Beauty attracts. Yeah, beauty attracts. So let's make time to waste time in this week with um, God's other book, you might say. So one of his books is scripture, right, that he's revealed His other book is nature, Mm -hmm. you know? And so good grief, uh, you just mentioned fall coming and the color of the seasons and the the beauty of places like uh, Michigan and the Midwest and whatnot, or the East Coast. But go for a walk, you know, uh, maybe go for a walk late in the afternoon and watch the sunset and look at the the way the sun reflects on the leaves and Mm -hmm. contemplate the one who'd made that, or, you know, waste time looking at a sunrise.
1: Settle into silence, yeah. you know. And Father John, you know, uh, you and I talk about this a lot. And you had just mentioned, you know, uh, wasting time with God's two books, you know, the Book of Scripture. And we we've often talked, uh, had conversation about beginning your day with Scripture. But to think that 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 Scripture is a place to encounter beauty, mm. which counterbalances. Um, the ugliness we just talked about, you know, that we see in, in the world around us. And there's a daisy chain or a ripple effect to starting your day, immersing yourself in that good book, a book that is true and good mm. and beautiful and letting that ripple out and, and have a leavening effect in the world that's desperate for uh, beauty and sanctity and holiness and goodness. And hope. And hope, everything antithetical to ugliness. Father John, thank you for that great word. Yeah, so
0: let's make time for, um, you know, listening to the beautiful voice of God in his word. Listening for the beautiful voice of God in the silence of our prayer. You know, God who, who is love, who, who wants us to know who he is, who we are, um, who we're called to be for each other. Um, waste time maybe praying in front of a crucifix. I remember a Mm. great mentor of mine, Father Francis Martin, he said, you know, when you look at the cross, you're not looking at sin. That's not what the cross is. He says, if you want to see sin, just read the news. When you're looking at the cross, you're looking at the beauty of God's love. That's what that is. So maybe, you know, spend some deliberate time just praying in front of a crucifix and gazing at the beauty of God's, you know, self-giving love for us. Go to an art museum. You know, yeah. walk through an art gallery and look at some beautiful masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Listen to a great, you know, uh, classical music concert. Do something where we're just eat some good food this week, for crying out loud, right? It doesn't have to be expensive food, but just some good food. That's right. Like put into your mouth something that's that's good and beautiful. That's right. Um And let's just, uh, let's thank the Lord for the gift of our senses.
1: Gift of our senses and the gift of this glorious cathedral, which is his creation. Yeah, amen. we get to enjoy each and every day. And and then as you
0: mentioned, you know, let's let the Lord use us Mm. to then take who we encounter as we ponder and gaze at beauty Mm -hmm. into the world, which whether it knows it or not, um, is longing for the one that... uh, presumably those of us who are listening right now know and have met because mm-hmm. um, they're longing for beauty and they're longing for hope. They're longing for truth. They're longing for substance. They're longing for um, they're longing for more than what this world can offer and deliver, as good as it can be at times, right? That's right.
1: Well, Father John, it's good to have you back. It's good to hear your voice.
0: It's uh, that's about it. That's about all I got. So in the meantime, do not be afraid. God is with you. And you were born for this.